Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I'm back from Vegas. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, so let's see. It's like 4.30 on Monday, which means I'm headed over to the Blake Street Tavern here in an hour or so. Uh, it's actually kind of a tough decision because Jokic and Embiid start at 5.30, and Embiid has refused to play Jokic since 2019. He's actually in the lineup this time instead of whining or resting or whatever. Um, so I'm excited about that. So I might have to get there a couple minutes early because I don't really want to miss this game. But also, more importantly, uh, 6 o'clock is when the Meet the Coaches event starts. And that's going to be a good time. Um, obviously, Carl Durrell, the new staff, everybody who's stuck around, they're going to be out there talking and giving speeches and meeting people and shaking hands and all that sort of stuff. Uh, plus, I think afterward, so Chris Fusile, who runs the Blake Street Tavern, he has about 10 football players probably on NIL deals. So they're all going to be hanging out, signing autographs. Uh, so so that'll be fun too. Uh, so there's my plan for tonight. And uh, it's been it's been a wild time. Actually, so I mean, last time, last time we had this event was before the pandemic. It was in 2020 um, at the Blake Street Tavern, as always, and it was obviously Mel Tucker, who was the head coach at that time. Um, about, I think it was the next day. It was either the next day or two days later, everything went down with Mel, and we realized that Mel was gone, which was crazy, because again, like they're out there, they have all the balloons filled, Mel's giving these speeches about returning Colorado back to its glory, all that sort of stuff. A couple days later, bang. He's gone. And I was actually in there. Well, I can't remember why I was in there right after that. But I remember getting DMs from, I, I figured out who it was, but it was somebody in his family. He said, like, in my Twitter DMs, like, there's things that aren't being reported that are a part of um, what's going on here. Like, everybody's making Mel out to be a bad guy. Well, you know, he's there's these family things going on, whatever. And I was able to trace it back and figure out who in his family it was. Um, but that was also at the Blake Street Tavern that... I think that was like two days after he left. So that would have been like four days later. So that was like a, obviously like a wild time for the buffs in every way. Like that's, that's wild for everyone. But also for me, it all kind of circles around the Blake Street Tavern, that whole span of time. I remember even being in there. I might have been there when the news broke because I was getting calls from donors. I remember talking to donors and boosters on the phone in there, all that sort of stuff. Weird, weird times, weird times. Um, didn't have one last year, obviously, with the pandemic, but it's back, the Meet the Coaches event at Blake Street Tavern. So hopefully this one will uh, 
go better. Hopefully there won't be a massive meltdown within the program in the next couple of days after this happens. Uh, I still have some PTSD. Um, yeah, so that's my plan for tonight. Made it back from Vegas, like I said. So we had booked our flights so that if the Buffs played in the championship game, then we would be able to stay without changing flights. And in hindsight, we should have just changed the flights if we needed to because our plane left at 1. It left at 1, and it's a two-hour flight, and so that means you get back at 3 a.m., except there's also the time change because you go to the mountain time zone, so then it's 4 a.m., and then it's also daylight savings. And so you're landing at 5 a.m. I got to, to my bed at 6.45 a.m., and... That that has destroyed me. That has really ruined me. Um, here's something that I shouldn't admit, but I was on the couch during the NIT show. I was like, okay, we got to lock in. We got we to gotta be ready to see where the buffs go. I passed out immediately. I passed out immediately, woke up 20 minutes after the buffs news had been announced. and was like, oh, shit. Here we are. What just happened? What time is it? How much did I miss by? I got fired this sweet off. I am a broken man. I'm a broken man after that trip to Vegas and then just the timing afterward. Um, we're going to dig into this first-round game against St. Bonaventure, but that game is going to be played at 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, we get to just go back to calling that just time now instead of talking about time zones, which is nice like we did in Vegas. But that's a 9 o'clock start Tuesday night in Boulder. And... It's probably unlikely that the Buffs will get another home game in this tournament. Definitely not like out of the question. I mean, all it would take is a Buffs win and one set upset, Mississippi State over Oklahoma, and then you'd get it. Uh, but I would guess that that will not happen. Um, so one last home game for this team. Obviously, last home game for Evan Batty. Uh, that's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I guess before we dig too deeply into that, um, I should also say the women's team is also, I mean, not also in this tournament. They're, they're in the March Madness. They finally get to call women's basketball March Madness. It's crazy to me that that was not allowed. Even just like, you know, the, they get all the branded stuff today that they're showing around. It's like Colorado, March Madness, all that sort of stuff. And it looks so cool. And they were just never allowed to use the word March Madness. I'm so, and it's one of those things where I, I think like it's surprising that nobody is saying like, oh, Buffs are in the first Women's March Madness ever. It's like, well, I think the NCAA is really pushing back on on that sort of thing right now. Um, just pretend it's not even happening. But Colorado will play Creighton at 11.30 a.m. on Friday. Um I can't remember. I think that might be on like ESPN News. It's not right here in front of me. I guess I did get the email. I'll check on that real quick. So Colorado goes in as a six seed, which is a very solid result. Or sorry, a seven seed. Very solid result, though. Um, one of six teams in the Pac-12 to make it to the women's tournament. And that's going to be a fun run to watch. Obviously, the way this sets up, you know, 6-10, you're favored. After that, you have the six three matchup which you're not favored but it's winnable you win that you play the two and after that is when you have to play the one so in a lot of ways it's a pretty favorable a pretty favorable draw to be a six seed whereas you know a seven then you have to play the two i guess that's basically the same thing um, oh no they are the seven 
what am I even talking about right now? Sorry, my brain is still so broken. I had to take like two naps today just trying to fix myself after that trip to Vegas. Um, but I do have I do have the information. So we'll talk about this more later in the week. But Colorado will play Creighton at 11.30 our time on ESPN News. So that game will be broadcast on ESPN News. And it's in Iowa City. And it's actually Iowa versus Illinois State afterward. And the winners of those two games will play each other. So there's there's your info on all of that. And like I said, once we get closer to that game, um, we'll dig in. But since the men play tomorrow, this is going to be a, a podcast talking about all of them. Um, let's see, we've, we've touched on all the, the information. I should say, I guess it's on ESPN two tomorrow night. Um, you can also use the ESPN app. Uh, this is, we'll just run through some of these stats and we'll talk about St. Bonaventure a little bit more. Um, it's 12th national invitation appearance for Colorado. Last one was in 2019. Um, 13 and 10 all time in the NIT, won an NIT title in 1940. Uh, they were in second place in 1938, third place in 1991, and they made it to the semifinal in 2011, which would be top four as so a three or four. Um, 28th postseason tournament uh, for Colorado after like the conference tournaments. Um, 10th under Tad Boyle out of 11. Um, seven straight appearances in these tournaments from 2011 to 2017. Um, I think that's just about 54 to 73 in postseason play, including conference tournaments all time. Yeah, we're done with this. We're done with all those. Ooh, here's one more. Three more wins to tie the all-time CU record for wins in a season. They're at 21 right now. The record is 24. Did that in the 2012 and the 2011 seasons. They actually got to 23 in the pandemic season, so they only would have needed to win one game in the NCAA tournament to tie that, but didn't happen. Um, three wins away from tying the record, though. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a 32-team tournament. Kind of weird. Uh, it's it's all seeded. Let's see, so there's eight four-team regions. No, 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 four eight-team regions. There we go. And the top half of those regions are seeded one to four, and there's no seeds for the others. So as a four seed, Colorado is just slightly above the middle of the pack because that make them what the somewhere between thirteenth through sixteenth out of the thirty-two teams. Um, could they make a run? Absolutely. And there aren't many teams in this tournament that really scare you all that much. Um, like I said, first round match about against St. Bonaventure. That's actually going to be kind of a tough one to be honest. But we'll we'll talk about that more in just a second. Um, if they win that. They'll play the winner of Oklahoma and Mississippi State. Oklahoma, a good team. Um, I think the net rankings have them at 30. I think Ken Palm is also putting them at 30 right now. Um, I'm not sure if that's the best in the NIT field, but just looking through it quickly, I would venture to guess that it is. And so that's what's waiting for Colorado in the second round. Uh, there is obviously the chance that Mississippi State does win. They are currently number 45 in the net rankings. Colorado for, or no, 45 in Ken Palm. Colorado is number 70 at the moment. So 
Um, that's what you're looking at. You're, I think it's easy to say like, oh, just missed out on the NCAA tournament. Time for a big run. It's like you got to go win these games. You got to go win these games. We're going to talk about that first game here in just a second. Breckenridge Brewery is incredible. Uh, I'm, like I said, head over to uh, Blake Street Tavern. They have the Avalanche on tap. I think the Hot Peak IPA on tap. I'm going to I'm gonna wind up drinking a couple Avalanches tonight is the point. Uh, it's really good stuff. You really can't go wrong with it. Whether you want the beers, whether you want the seltzers, it's Breckenridge Brewery. It's the best that there is. They make a lot of what we do possible, and we appreciate that. We hope that you'll support them too. Uh, they've been one of our longest tenure partners. I mean, they've been here almost as long as I have. I think we signed them pretty quickly after I got a job here, a full-time job, I guess, a few years ago. Um, great stuff, great people, can't go wrong, and uh, they're giving 1% of their proceeds to the National Parks Conservation Association, so now is the time to buy beer from them. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, DraftKings is America's top-rated sportsbook app, and because of the tournament, you could get in on some awesome deals. Uh, so the way that it works right now is that all you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. Yep, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college basketball hoops with, uh, I said that word twice, uh, with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops teams to win. You'll get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So, St. Bonaventure. Um, obviously, like, not not a big-name school. I mean, they're, they're solid in basketball. Like, you hear about them every couple years. Um, but, but they're not, by any means, a powerhouse. You know, it's kind of a unique team to be going up against. Uh, it's, it's rare that they have more than two players. Or, yeah, more than two players who are taller than six foot five. You know, you look through that starting lineup, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", 6'5", 6'10". They really only rotate typically like two players in, maybe three, um, but but they typically don't have anybody other than their center on the court who's over 6'5". Despite that, they don't shoot many threes either. They're toward the bottom of the country in terms of three-pointers taken, you know, three-pointers made. Uh, They actually give up a crazy amount of three-pointers themselves, which, again, is not what you'd expect. Be like, yeah, people are probably getting to the rim against them. It's like, nope, nope, that's not how this is working. Um, What really scares you about them, though, is that they are one of the most experienced teams in the country. Uh, All five of their starters are seniors, and because of that, like, they just play good basketball. They, they don't turn the ball over all that much. Um, they're, they're crafty in the lane. They're able to, to pass well and get guys open in the paint. Um, you know, this season, let's see if I can find a record. They're 20 and 9. 20 and 9 right now. Now, first of all, I mean, the, they don't play the toughest opponents, right? 
Um, I mean, Boise State, 26th in Ken Palm. Uh, Marquette's in the top 50. They've got a couple in the top 100. Um, but this Colorado game is going to be one of the more challenging of their season. At the same time, though, you know, they've, they've won eight of their last nine, or they had won eight of their last nine before the Atlantic 10 conference tournament. They lost by one in the first round. Um, they were 12 and five in conference play, obviously like playing good ball. Now uh, they've kind of just slowly climbed up these Ken Palm ranks. I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but they're 88 in Ken Palm. I believe they're 80, um, 85. That's what it is in the net rankings. So again, like just, if you take the, the pure on the paper, numbers like yeah Colorado should win and that's why I mean they're Colorado is a four-point favorite I think maybe they opened as a four and a half point favorite um you can get them at minus 180 on the money line um so again this is there's there's reason to think that Colorado's good and especially in games like this uh where you find out Sunday night who you play and more importantly where you play now you've got St. Bonaventure a team from New York flying across the country to play a game with two days notice and playing at altitude and it's a 9 p.m. start which in their time is an 11 p.m. start that's not a good circumstance for St. Bonaventure it's just not um and you know I think both these teams are playing their some of their best ball as of right now and they kind of just have to 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 see who comes out it's going to be a weird game those late starts I don't I don't like them just because I feel like it throws hitches in what's supposed to happen. You know, it's one thing if, like, you're playing Kansas and it's like, yeah, let's let's start that game at midnight. Let's make this as weird as it gets and see if we can sneak something out here. But when you're the favorite, I don't necessarily think that, that sort of timing is a good thing. Um, before we get out of here, I mean, all five of their starters scoring more than 10 points a game. Jalen Attaway, their, uh, their, their shooting guard, I mean, he might actually be a three. I think he's actually a three. He he uh, he's putting up sixteen a game. Um, they have a couple big guys, but again, they don't really play them together. You almost wonder if that's something that they're going to try here. Put put those two centers on the court together just to try to clog things up for Colorado, um, considering the Buffs just don't have size. Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, if Colorado goes out there and plays well. They're going to be just fine in this game. You know, you, you need to do the things we've talked about all season. You, you can't turn the ball over. You need to commit to playing defense. Uh, don't get in foul trouble. Uh, go to the three or to the free throw line yourself. You know, get downhill. Let KJ get ahead of steam and see if he can draw some fouls. I, I think that maybe what you you almost look at as your best option is Tristan Da Silva in the post. You know, he he's going to have five inches on the guy guarding him. I wouldn't mind seeing him put that to use. You know, we've seen that footwork work so well. I wouldn't even be surprised if St. Bonaventure is throwing doubles at him in those circumstances. Uh, because if they're throwing doubles at him, obviously somebody's open. I think Tristan's able to make that pass. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I don't think that there's... It's kind of, kind of a weird team. St. Bonaventure, kind of a weird team. Not very big, very experienced, don't shoot many threes, just crafty, play good defense and I don't know I mean that's that's kind of it you know Oklahoma if the buffs can make it through I think that game that game might be a four o'clock start uh let me double check 
a five o'clock start. Five o'clock start. So you'll have a chance to watch that one before uh, the the Buffs play. Um, Oklahoma favored by more minus two forty five is what they opened at. Not sure what it's at right now, but you know that's a team that like Colorado. You know, sure they're super talented. They turn the ball over a lot. Differences. I mean, that's that's another team that's just full of seniors. And I mean, what is their entire starting five seniors? A uh, one junior in the starting five, two seniors coming in off the bench. So we'll see. I guess I guess that's probably it. This is a really short podcast today, but I'm kind of dead. Tomorrow's gonna be more fun. Tomorrow we've got uh, we got to get through one of these position previews, and I'm gonna go to this tonight. I don't know what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Is it receivers? Could it be the line? I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll be watching some of that stuff tomorrow, and then we'll we'll talk afterward. Uh, but this is uh, this is it. This is it. Um, should be a fun game tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. We'll see if the Buffs can pull it off, make it to the second round. Who knows? Maybe they'll have a trip to Madison Square Garden here in a, in a month or so, and uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, that's gonna do it for today. I've got to get out to Blake Street Tavern. I'll see you guys soon.